Congratulations. You made it to the Xville. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, Mike, a.k.a. MTB Trigger here, and with me, as you heard in the opener, is my co-host, Ronald, a.k.a. Eric. If you are brand new, this is an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we talk about all things EFT, and we hope that we get better at the game, and we're hoping you do as well. Let's get our hideout keeping stuff out of the way. First... Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. It has been crazy the amount of people reaching out and giving us feedback, and I just wanted to say thank you. And second, because we've had so many people asking about it, the absolute best way that you can support this show is simply sharing it with a friend. Let somebody know about the podcast who's playing Tarkov. That's the number one best way. Second to that would be subscribing to the YouTube channel over at XP Media Now. And wherever you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, if you can rate us five stars there and leave us some kind of comment about something you liked or that we did well. And as always, if you couldn't leave us a five-star review for some reason, please let us know why. We want to get better. We want to do the best show we can. We love this game and we want to help people get better at it and give people a place to go find other people to play with. So If you're looking to find me specifically, uh, you can find me on Twitch a few days a week and on Twitter at MTB Trigger. And hi, Ronald, by the way, and let them know where they can find you, man, before we get rolling. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, You can find me at Ronald Gaming on Twitter. That's probably the best way. Otherwise, you could email the show at xpmedia2020 at gmail.com. We check that email address every day and look forward to hearing from you. And lastly, you can find the podcast Twitter at xphilpodcast, E-X-F-I-L. So, Tonight on the show, we want to talk about gearing up for raids. We want to talk about gearing up for raids in the different phases of the game, whether you're beginner, mid-game, late-game. Basically, what we're talking about is how to conquer gear fear. Normally, we would also throw a strategic topic in there, but we both really felt that there's probably enough tips and tricks around us talking about getting over gear fear that we didn't need a separate topic because of all the rabbit holes that, knowing us, we're probably going to get into. So, I think we're going to be just fine. So. Eric, how was your uh, how was your week in Tarkov, man? It's an interesting week. I didn't have as much time as I would have liked, but the time that I did have, I used to get better at Shoreline. So played some Shoreline this week. Uh, definitely learning a little bit more about how the X fills on Shoreline really determine your strategy. We specifically are going to start talking about gear fear. You really don't know where that X fill is going to be when you start the map. And so you have to make a choice. What am I willing to lose and what am I not willing to lose? So I spent this week really kind of honing in on that strategy for Shoreline and I had a great time. How about you? <laughs> well, I uh, I hit level 30. I'm now broke. <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, my hideout is upgrading. My goodness, at level 30, you get so many of the traders if you've done the the money spent and the rep stuff. They, you get mechanic is the big one. And he unlocked like four different upgrades for the hideout. And so I ended up buying or trading for everything that I needed there. And it left me with very few rubles left over. I now have an air filtering unit that I can't put anything in because I don't have the items for. So what are you going to do? Other than that, I've played a lot of interchange. 
And I think most notably, I was working on my survival rate. And I really focused on getting up my survival percentage of raids from 27%. And I'm happy to say in the last week, it's now at 42%. So uh, a very intentional choice. And it was, yeah, it's been fun. So you kind of alluded to it and the risk reward of gear fear. And, and that's the kind of thing we wanted to chat about. And one of the number one topics in the Discord specifically is people come in and they're trying to find ways to figure out what to take in, what to do. How do you how do you master this concept of gear fear? Because it's really real. And I guess where I wanted to kick off the conversation was I look at gear fear as a kind of a staircase, right? There's different levels of it. And as you progress through the game, there's always going to be the next level of gear fear. And like the one I'm experiencing right now is I'm firmly in the mid game, as I would call it. I have some really good gun loadouts. I know how to build guns. Uh, I can PVP pretty well. I don't know all of the maps, but I can kind of function on any of them. And the next real progression is moving into something like labs or a smaller map with a higher gear requirement. And there's some gear fear for me where I've acquired a couple really good guns that are meant for those maps and I don't want to use them yet. Or I have a Gen 6 armor that I don't want to put on because I don't want to lose it yet. And so I'm even experiencing it in the mid game a little bit. But where I think it mostly comes around to is the beginning of the game. Are you still getting gear fear? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, yeah, I'm still having a little bit of gear fear. I think in general, kind of where I'm at is I've accepted the fact that I'm going to lose gear and that's okay. And I have started to use the uh, the flea market auction house system to just supplement that loss, right? I think that's kind of what it's meant for at my at my level. And uh, I'm still in the early game, and I'm actually kind of enjoying that whole system. I think that overall, I'm getting over the gear fear, but I've made a major stride forward in that process this week in Shoreline. And you know, everyone kind of develops like their favorite map in the beginning. Now, you're going to have people give you advice because you don't know anything about the game, and that that's great. But I would encourage everyone to just try the maps that you have available right away to you. Do scav runs. You have nothing to lose. Or do an offline PMC run to play with a gun to get better at a gun or just learn a map in general. And when you do that, you find like this spot where you're going to be, okay, I think that I can play this map. It matches my play style, whatever. And don't worry about looting in the beginning with your early PMC runs. What you really need to worry about, at least for me, is just making it out. Like your first 10 PMC runs, you just really should not be worrying about filling your bags. Worry just about making it to the exfil and getting out. I really think that's where people need to start. What do you think about that? I like what you said there about using the PMC runs as focusing on getting out. But I really liked what you said about figuring out your play style and knowing what you want to accomplish. And I think the most important thing before you load in, and I was thinking about this through the PUBG lens, right? Because I just kind of always do. And I was thinking about it from if you are in the loading screen for like PUBG, you have like 60 seconds to make a decision, pick where you're going to on the map. Whereas on Tarkov, you have to go in, you're getting dumped in, you don't know what time in the raid, all of that. And as soon as you hit the ground, like you don't have time to think, you got to move. So know what you're doing ahead of time. I guess I wanted to ask you, what do you mean by the different X-Fills and learning the X-Fills and, and picking how you're going to play? Can you break that down a little bit? Because I think especially when you're starting, you really don't even know <laughs> how to play. But how did, how did you progress into that, especially on Shoreline? 
Right. So the first thing people are going to tell you is go find a map. And so you can find a Sherpa or somebody, find a Discord. Our Discord in the XFIL Discord is full of people who are willing to help and really appreciate. And once you find your map, you kind of have to say, okay, go play the game for a little bit because everyone plays this game differently. And I guess for me, for my particular play style, I was listening to players who had a lot more experience, who were already in mid-game. And from their perspective, it's a waste of time to play a map simply just to survive. They're looking to play a map to leverage the most to upgrade their hideout, do whatever they're doing, right? Complete a quest. But in the beginning of this game, you have to play just to survive because you don't learn anything if you play for 60 seconds and die every time because you're playing too aggressive. You literally have to look at the map and you have to learn how to just the mechanics of how sound works. And the best way that I found to do that for me was to play the map in the beginning, not really worrying about loot, but just to make it to the end, to complete a cycle of the game and make it to the Xville. Well, I think that's the, <laughs> that's kind of the main goal, right? And why we named the podcast Xville is regardless of what you do on the map, it's about getting to the end. And what you do between starting and finishing, that's up to you. And it's like the coolest part about this game. You could intentionally not fight, you can intentionally go fight, and you can do everything in between. And, you know, when we're talking about Gear Fear, we're obviously talking about PMC raids. And both of us, we believe in scav running to learn maps and to get loot and to make some currency. I really wanted to take that concept that you just brought up. And what it made me think about was one of these videos that I saw. And and I kind of alluded to this on the last episode with Dan, but I kind of want to dig into it again because it's kind of in a different context here. And for me, this was really the key to getting over Gear Fear. And it was a video I saw called uh, Zero to Hero. And the concept was this individual, and I can't remember the name of the guy's video. It might have been uh, Grimm's. Grimm's, I think, did it. Uh, and I'll link the video in the show notes because it's, it's a great video. But the concept is he goes in with like an AK scav or an AK uh, PMC or something very minimal. And then he starts killing scavs and then subsequently players to the point where he is completely decked out in endgame gear by the time he leaves. And he does this all within the span of one raid, which is kind of cool. But I took this concept and said, you know what? I think going in as a PMC with a pistol, quote unquote zero, and trying to escape every single time but upgrade my gear set was actually the thing that got me over gear fear and being willing to take in more guns and gear, etc., grenades and utility, all those things. Because when I went in as a PMC with a pistol, I wasn't afraid of dying, even if I had accumulated a bunch of gear. And what really hit home for me was regardless of what I did, even if I just had a pistol, didn't see any scabs, didn't see any players, and I looted some, I came out with some experience for my PMC. And that was the kicker. For me, it was like, oh my gosh, I can basically do glorified scav running and get experience for my player. And so it made me do this over and over and over. And there were times where I died on the first pistol run. There were times where I made it five or six runs after accumulating a bunch of gear and then I quote unquote reset. But the net result of it for me was getting a bunch of experience on my PMC, which I didn't really know how to do before outside of tasks. So that was a really, really profound moment for me doing the zero to hero runs. I think the fastest way to get over gear fear, really, if you distill it down to like just one idea or concept is that you are not going to be good at Tarkov for a while. And you have to accept the fact that 
if you're great at PUBG and great at Call of Duty and great at some other shooters, you're not going to be good at Tarkov for a while. So a little bit of patience goes a long way in this game. And when you go in and you run in, like you say, with just a pistol, you're in the beginning, except that most likely what you run in with, you're going to lose. But that's okay. Pistols are cheap and it's it's not really a big deal. You kill one or two scavs. Let's say your success rate, your survivability rate on a PMC raid in your first 30 is probably going to be 20%. And that's actually probably okay, really. And you're just going to continually just get just a little bit better. It's a It's a slow and incremental gain. Now, for some people, there's outliers, right? They're just going to be instantly awesome at this, and that's fine. But I would guess that the majority of players who are not totally addicted to researching every detail of the game or content creators or any of that, like those are outliers for this. We're talking to like the meat of people who just enjoy playing the game for what it is and can play it for a limited amount of time, right? And I think that it's okay to take that group of people and say, okay, use a pistol, take things in. Don't really worry too much about what you lose for a while. It's going to feel like it's very impactful to your long game, but it really isn't going to be. It's really about in the beginning stages of just getting to know the maps and getting to know how sound gives your position away or gives another player's position away. And then from there, you can win at Tarkov and kill nobody during the match. And and that is a concept that you need to understand in the early game, that sometimes winning means you don't actually kill anybody, you just make it out with one or two things. And you still win because like you say, you get XP for your character and your character progresses. And I think that that's just a concept that we need to make sure everyone understands it's okay to play like that because it's a little bit foreign when you get into an FPS game. <laughs> it's, it is, it is, but it's also the part that's like ingrained in the game. It's like, this is how you get better. You, you figure out how to survive. And I think when it comes to this concept of gear fear is it's almost like people, I don't know if it's like an embarrassing thing or like, man, I shouldn't feel this way, but I am. But I mean, the term is out there, right? Everybody experiences it. And I've experienced it in a bunch of different ways. Like there was honestly a time when I was scared to take grenades in as a PMC because I didn't want to die and lose like four items that were single slots worth 14,000. I don't know. There were so many scenarios where I didn't even understand how useful they could be. So it's like gear fear exists on different items even, right? A lot of people talk about gear fear from good weapons. Like you kill a PMC and you get their good weapons. So it's just interesting, right? I think gear fear can be an overall general topic, but can also be on a specific set of gear, I guess. Yeah. You don't want to necessarily be too afraid of what you're going to run into or what you're going to uh, you know, leave behind, I guess would be the best way to say it. I do think, though, that gear fear is a little bit exaggerated by the fact that using some of the weapons for an early game player is a little bit complicated. Grenades are a perfect example of how you have something that can really greatly impact your gameplay, but takes a lot of skill level to use. And so I think that grenades are really something we don't want to gloss over. We want to hit on the concept of how can grenades help an early round player because if you can master grenades in the early stages of the game or at least get comfortable with using them, most people don't, at least till mid or late stage of the game. And if you can start using them in the early stage, you're going to start winning a lot more. That 20% is going to be more like 60-70% and it's going to change your whole experience. And that reduces gear fear in and of itself naturally because when you start winning more, you start taking higher chances. And it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
because the better gear you take in, generally speaking, the better you do, because the better ammo you have, the better gun you have, you're just going to outdo what you're fighting against, right? But you don't have the confidence to use those tools effectively until you start winning and gain some momentum. And so I think that getting back to this idea of like, how can we most effectively use, I'll call them, I'll call them like add-on things, anything besides a gun, sound, grenades, whatever. But grenades especially are something that are very, there's a high skill cap there for a new player. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, for me in the beginning, sound was such a critical, I don't know, turning point, understanding. Like, it, it, sound was so fundamental in this game and different in that if I heard an explosion when I was just starting this game, I mean, I was not going that way. Like, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that guy just dropped a mortar on that side of the mall or whatever. Like, it, something bad happened over there. But then I started realizing as I got a little more comfortable with my gear, when I heard explosions, that means scav boss or player, right? And so, for me, it's like, ooh, I can use this to my advantage. So, one of the things I started doing once I did this, this quote unquote zero to hero in my, in my version is I would take a single grenade in once I had like a Vepper or a Mosin or whatever. And once I got to a place that I knew most of the area around and I focused on uh, interchange and Ollie was kind of my central hub. So, I spent a lot of time in the furniture store just outside of Ollie. And what I would do is I would actually chuck a grenade uh, down the hallway towards like Sport and Rasmussen. And then I would wait. I would actually use the grenade against people to create a sound cue that everybody knows that when a, a grenade goes off, you're either fighting Killa on Interchange, who's the scav boss, or there's players there fighting. You know, so I would shoot a couple rounds and then chuck a grenade and then I just wouldn't make any noise. And it led to player scavs or PMCs coming to check out what had gone on. So, the first thing I started doing was using it as as kind of an attractor beacon, using it against people saying, <laughs> I know you're going to come check this out, Mr. Geared PMC, who's, who's eluding the center of the mall. But that's kind of the first phase of it, was using the sound to attract people. And then you said something that is so interesting about grenades in this game. It's, it's not that just that they're hard to use. There's different versions of them. Some of them take longer to explode. They have different weights. They have different shrapnel count, meaning the explosions can do more or less damage depending on which one you throw. It's like every other thing in this game, there's such a depth of knowledge that can be learned about a specific thing, which is where the fear aspect comes in. But the thing that you have to remember, especially with grenades, is if you die and you have four in your inventory and you never threw one, you lose them. So if you throw them, you lose them too. So, the way that I look at it is if I bring in four grenades, I plan to use them. Not like, oh, I'm waiting for the situation to present itself to where I could use this perfectly. Grenades are never going to be a perfect thing in this game until way later. So, I, I would just say don't hesitate to chuck a grenade. If you throw it, people will react. There is almost nothing more scary than that rattling noise of a grenade rustling around at your feet, you will move and it will give you some sound info on that other player. Yep. So, I think we should talk a few minutes about situations where grenades are useful and how to use them. So, I'm going to like, I want to ask you a few questions about grenades. Okay. Uh, I want to start off with saying, okay, if I throw a grenade at a player, what happens? How close do I have to hit them to do meaningful damage? And how much meaningful damage does that do generally speaking. So, if I have like a class three or better, three or four armor, and I chuck a grenade at somebody, say, in the big part of Ollie, and it lands somewhat close to them, 
what what happens in that scenario? What can I expect out of that attack? Yeah, I mean, you asked a couple of questions. Like, I just, I don't know, yesterday or the day before, I just started inspecting the different grenades because I had the, um, I don't know the name. I know the F1. I know what they look like. <laughs> I don't know the name of them all, but I had the three different types of grenades that I'm aware of. And so I had them next to each other in the inventory and I started inspecting them. And I realized that there was a shrapnel count and that there was a fuse timer and then there was weight. So I think generally you can expect that if you get a grenade close to somebody, it will do a ton of damage or it will severely wound them. The other thing that grenades have is if you get them in the area... And especially a flashbang. Don't forget flashbangs. If you get somebody, like they're even in the radius of being affected, the ringing noise and the visual problem you get from being near these things is very, very unnerving. And it will either cause them to stay where they are or run and get to cover, which is all gaining information for you. So... I didn't mean to dance around that question a ton, but I think in general, if you get a grenade in the area, I don't know what the radius is and if it's different based on the number of shrapnel pieces per grenade, which presumably it is, but throwing it in the area, you have a chance to kill a player and furthermore, you're making them move or react, which is kind of what, if if you're in an engagement and you guys are trapped around corners... I would back up and say, think about a time when you were fighting another player or even a scav. You knew exactly where they are. They know exactly where you are and neither of you has grenades. In that situation, you're leaving it up to one person's going to defend and one person's going to attack unless there's an escape route, but sometimes they're not. And at that point, you're leaving it up to your aim and your game sense to win that battle. Whereas if one of those players has a grenade... You can bank it off a wall. You can just chuck it out there to make some noise so that you can run and reposition. You can throw it in their general vicinity to make them move. I think grenades are one of the most challenging situational things to use in any FPS game, but they're one of those utility things that you kind of have to commit to learning and messing up a bunch. One of the most common phrases, by the way, in the grenade world is saying someone's like, I'm going to chuck a grenade. Oh, no. (laughs) and the grenade hits the wall in front of him and bounces back like it can backfire but that's kind of the beauty of it is that you will mess up a grenade but don't sleep on them man they're phenomenal I I don't know if I answered your question or not but I like grenades you can tell yeah no that's that's absolutely all good so from the specific I have two questions to follow up on specific use cases which I really think will help people the first one is when I throw the grenade how far can I effectively expect to throw it? And what can I realistically bounce it off of? So I'll give you a scenario. I'm I'm hiding behind or taking cover behind a set of like racks or a set of crates or something. And we'll use interchange because we're kind of talking more about interchange. So we're in one of either Ollie or Idea and you're hiding behind some of those racks. Can I as a player realistically expect to stand back, look up and throw that grenade effectively over that? What, what kind of range do I have in my throw? Yeah, so this is the most interesting thing. One of the things that I heard and then noticed was, I'm going to call it the US made grenade. There's like the American made grenade and then there's the F1. Those are the two that I throw the most of. And there's a major weight difference and a major fuse timer difference. So the American one, you can throw that thing a long ways. Like 
you can absolutely expect to lob the grenades over some structure. Absolutely. The fuse timer matter and the weight matter. And that's why don't be afraid to chuck some grenades. Like the worst thing is they go off and don't do anything other than attract somebody or scare them. Like it's going to affect other people's gameplay, which is kind of what you want to do in a PvP mindset. Um, Or you could kill a scab that you're trying to kill or a scab boss, whatever. But yeah, in that scenario you outlined, yeah, you can chuck that thing over the racks and you can get some good distance on them. The other benefit to grenades when you're using them on your PMC, that's how you can level up strength actually is chucking grenades. And as your strength increases, it improves your ability to throw them further. And as far as like the bounce effect or effectively bouncing it off something, I actually haven't done a ton of that, but I would think that it doesn't bounce very far. I don't I don't think you're going to get like, I don't know, the way that all the other physics in this game work, I just don't feel like there's going to be some abnormal effect where you can really rick, like do bank shots. I think if you're throwing it around a corner, you could absolutely throw it off like a door frame and expect it to come back into the corner where somebody might be. I don't think it's going to function like a bouncy ball. I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, momentum's going to go way down when it hits something. And the reason I think that is when I throw it and it hits the ground, it usually only bounces a little way further. You know, these things are heavy relative to a ball and, and the game's pretty good, at least from what I can see at having the physics right. Okay. So I guess to wrap up the discussion on grenades, what I was thinking about is if I'm a new player on a very basic level, how do I equip and then how do I throw the grenade? Those are going to be in my inventory. I'm bringing them with me. Uh, The logistics, what keys do I push? How do I do this? That's such a great question. So if you put the grenades into your tactical rig or your pockets, you can hit the G key and it will basically I want to say it random. It's probably not random. You may have caught me a little bit on this, but if you hit G, it will throw any grenade or flashbang that's in your pockets or in your tack rig. I actually don't know if it prioritizes like grenades over flashbangs or if it's it throws pockets over tack rig. I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of formula there that we could figure out. But G is your go-to. Like if you think you have a grenade or you know you have a grenade, make sure it's in your pockets or your tack rig because that's what it will throw it out of. Furthermore, if you put them in your pockets or your tack rig, you can assign hotkeys to them, just like you can healing items. So any healing item that's in your tactical rig or pockets, you can hit, uh, I think, any number four through nine, I believe it is, and there may be other hotkeys available, but I usually go uh, four through seven usually is what I'll actually hotkey. And if you put a grenade on four, like you literally hover over the item, hit four, and then you hover over a flashbang and hit five, it doesn't matter where they're at in your pockets or tactical rig. If you hit four, you're chucking that grenade. If you hit five, you're chucking that flash grenade. That's a really good way to know which one you're throwing. You know, in the beginning, especially as you're starting to use nades, you may just use the G key because it's really not going to matter which one you throw. You're going to see it affect the other player or the scav. Like, it's fascinating what people will do when a grenade starts flying. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super important that we always remember that there was a point at which we didn't even know what key threw the grenade. And I, I really want to make sure that we always we always get back to that because sometimes people are afraid to ask those questions. And I, I know that I personally was a little bit afraid to ask those questions because you're like, you don't, you, know, you don't want to sound stupid or whatever. But I think it's a good point about the Tarkov community is most of the people are really willing to help. So I'd encourage people to ask those questions because 
little pieces of information just like that make such a huge difference in this game and really reduce that learning curve by a lot. So thanks for that. I hope that really helps somebody. Yeah, that's how you throw a grenade. Well, and I want to flip it because like, I, I appreciate you asking it because even you asked a question that I just gloss over because now I've been chucking grenades to get my strength up for the last two weeks. Like, what has your experience been with grenades? Like, do you have a, a gear fear around them? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Is it something that you're comfortable with yet or are they like scary to you? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not scared of it. What I would say my experience around grenades has been I just haven't had a lot of them to throw and I haven't bought a lot of them to use. I guess I've found myself realizing that I have played a lot not using grenades when I probably should have been. Don't be like me. Don't make the mistake of not using all the tools that are available to win. I didn't realize how effective grenades could be. And I know that sounds weird because you're like, yeah, just throw a grenade, right? Well, in this game, it's not that obvious because they're not as common as in other games. And I have started to use them much more strategically, I would say only in the last like week or two than I ever have before. And it's kind of funny because the reason why I started doing that is because I started finding them on scavs. We talk about gear fear. You basically have no gear fear with scavs. And so I started just using them on scavs when I would have one. And I'm like, oh, this is working better. So then I would flip over to do PMC runs. Okay, I'm going to take a grenade or two with me. And so it was just a really weird timing thing where I just one day decided to do it, if that makes sense. It does. And you said something that reminded me of one of the most critical things about grenades is that in many games that have a grenade, you have the ability to prime them. And what that means is like you can pull the pin, count down seconds, and then throw the grenade, which is how you figure out the distance you're going to throw it. So usually in FPS games, the skill is around priming grenades effectively. In Tarkov, to my knowledge, there's no way to prime a grenade. So if you're throwing an F1 that has, I think it's a three and a half second timer, you either have to aim it or time it or plan it the right way so that it goes where you want, which is actually a very different skill set with grenades. And, and when you're saying like, I just haven't used a bunch of them, it's one of those things that there is a very good learning curve with grenades. Again, it, it, that's why it's fascinating. This whole idea of gear fear is like, you said you kind of didn't even know how powerful they were or how useful they could be. Which sounds silly when you say it out loud, but again, I'm sitting here saying I have these guns that we had a conversation before we started recording where I'm like, dude, if you just had better armor, it might have worked for you. And you could turn and look at me and say, dude, if you just took that gun in, you would have killed that guy. Like, it's such a funny concept, but it, it exists throughout all the different phases of the game. We can say it over and over and over. Don't have gear fear. Take the grenades and take the gun in. But what I would say to you is if you're experiencing this and there's things in your inventory that you don't like to move out of your inventory onto your PMC character, I'm having it right now with guns in the mid game. Eric just talked about having it on grenades. What we're saying is that you just kind of have to press in a little bit. And, and it's, it's so oversimplified to say, just go in and try it, but use scavs to your advantage. No risk, high reward. If you get grenades on scavs, chuck them, throw them, see the arc, see how they bounce, see how they work. Yeah, you don't get to bring them out and sell them for 14000 but you may get exfil camped anyway. So, you know, use scavs to, to really help learn some of these things. You, you brought up such a good point there, and I just wanted to highlight that. I think grenades are one of those things that early on in like the what to take uh, with you, early on and versus the early, mid, and late game. And we start to talk about when you're getting over gear fear, what do I take, right? 
And I think early on, you know, the what to take, and that's where I am in the game. I haven't progressed as far as you have, Mike, but I'm enjoying the early game. I'm enjoying the game. And in the early on section of the game, you just can't be afraid to utilize everything that the game gives you. And what I, what I really mean by that is you have access to the flea market at level five. And I think one of the best things that I got as far as like a tutorial on the game and shout out to our friend Russell Eagle. He gave me a gun, I'll, I'll call it a, a gun seminar on how to build a, a gun. It really helped me understand, okay, these all these different parts have all kinds of different effects on how, how the gun works and which environment it's in. And, you know, that's kind of obvious, but it is super detailed, right? And so early on, all of that's really overwhelming. And he's like, no, no, don't worry about that. Just pick these like five things, save your preset, and then here, this is the gun you can use for a while. And when I got that information, I was like, oh, okay. So if I lose this, I'll just go buy another one, you know, and when you start to get in that scenario, it it takes a little bit of time for someone to help you get to the point where you realize what you lose is replaceable. And, And for me, I'm at the stage where I'm over the gear fear to the point of if I lose common things, I can go buy common things and still be effective in the way that I want to play the game. I think that in the early stage, that is a critical mountain to get over. Oh, I I agree. And it's that realization that you can go in as a scav and we keep coming back to this and I I do want to nail this point home is that I think scav, especially early in the game and even well into the mid game is a critical, I don't know, function of the game, facet of the game that really allows you to work towards getting over the gear fear. Because if you lose something, you can go do a couple scav runs to, to get that piece of gear back. And I just don't see that as negative. Now, I would say be realistic about the part of the game that you're in. I would say that we're in two different phases of the game right now. You're relatively early. I'm pretty firmly into the mid game. But that doesn't mean we can't play together. That doesn't mean we can't create strategies where it benefits both of our gear levels. It doesn't mean that he, you know, like you could spend some some money and gear up or I can bring you a gun and you could spend your money on armor. Like communication will get us to having a fun, cooperative game mode. But acknowledging where you're at in the game is critical because if, if you're saving presets on, you know, kitted out M4s, at level six and seven, you're going to have to do a lot of scav running or zero to hero runs to be able to afford your next M4. And then if you're going in with an M4, but you're not going in with great armor, you may be setting yourself up to not be successful. And that can really hurt you on the gear for your side. We're talking about ways to get better at it. There are definitely things you can do that will make gear fear harder and harder to overcome. And trying to do too much too fast is a very challenging way that you can set yourself up to have a hard time with gear fear. Because, you know, if you fall in love with a, you know, a kitted out M4 and you're level seven, you're setting yourself up to do a lot of scav running. (laughs) And that may make it really hard to get over that hump. So be realistic about where you're at in the game. Yeah. And that goes back to kind of a point that we were making originally is you your first you know x number of times you do a pmc run really just consider the idea of getting out don't worry about trying to play like the guy who's level 50 who is your friend who got you into the game 
they've already gotten over all of these mechanical issues. And to them, the things that you're worried about doing or are hard for you are second nature. And so just worry about getting out. And I know it seems slow at times and it can seem like, okay, you're just wasting time. But I think that honestly, I got a lot better when I just played by myself. And all I did with a PMC is I my PMC runs, I just worried about getting out. And who cares? If you only get 100 XP, it's fine. You're learning, you're learning the mechanics. You're getting over the idea of, okay, I'm taking all this in and I'm coming back out with it. And that can help a certain type of player really get over gear fear. I think it helps probably all types of players, you know, and I want to circle this back to the very beginning of the conversation. It doesn't really matter what game you played leading up to this, right? Because Tarkov has facets from so many different games, like we've beat that horse to death. For people that play MMOs, you probably have a distinct advantage in the economy and knowing where you're at in the game and how to effectively kit yourself up for the beginning, middle, and end game. Whereas the person playing Call of Duty or PUBG, you may have the map strategy and the close quarters combat and the general fighting aspects down. You know, there's all these different skills that you bring in, but what Ronald just said is critical. Just, I think for most players in the game, like just taking a moment to analyze where you're at is, is the best thing you can do. And I was sort of talking with Ronald right before we hit go, had this kind of revelation and about PUBG and the amount of time you have before the game and the amount of time you have before Tarkov. And um, you don't have a map in Tarkov. And when you get that 20-second timer, like if you're starting to figure out what you're doing then and how you're going to approach the map, like you're in trouble because this game is so intense and it gets so intense so fast. Take a second. What am I taking in? Have a pre-raid checklist, right? Like I run through like verbally. If I'm on stream or whatever else, I'll be like, okay, I've got my meds, I've got my armor, my armor is repaired, I've got the grenades I want. Oh, I don't have a survival kit or a CMS kit to take care of my healing. Take that second to to check in, you know. So that that's kind of my final tip as it relates to gear fear is do your pre-raid checklist because, you know, sometimes you may get ready to raid and you forgot to take the gun that you looted from the prior raid out and you want a chance to loot another one. So I think my final tip for gear fear is just make sure you know what you're going in to accomplish. And then make sure you do a once-over of what gear you're actually going in with so that you, you set yourself up to succeed in that raid. So what's, what's kind of your final tip, man, as we're, as we're approaching the end here? Well, I'll add to that by saying that when you take a look at the maps, I'm going to add an emphasis on the maps. Look at the map. Look at where the different spawn points are. Look at where the X-fills are so that when you get into the raid, you hit O, you look and see, I've got these X-fills available to me. And you're like, okay. I know where I am based upon looking around and I know where I have to go. And before you even start, look at the map and say, okay, if I spawn in this general area and my exfils are going to generally be on the opposite corners and that's kind of how the game is played. And so you definitely want to make sure that you have a plan and you can have a general idea of, do I want to take in a load that's going to be for close quarters combat or long range combat, right? Because you can choose to go all hot, Juice PMC W key, or you can choose to be okay. I'm going to stand back and I'm going to snipe and I'm going to wait and I'm going to snipe. And you can play the game either way and can be successful either way. Having that plan is really the critical key to success with PMC and helps you get over gear fear because you know, all right, I'm not just going in, I'm not just blind, I'm not just going to get mowed down. I actually know I'm going in, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to give it a try. And having the map. Having a plan on the map, having a plan based upon how you want to play the map and how you want to 
play based on the load you're taking with you is going to go a long way with hoping that gear fair. And that all comes with time. So once you play those first couple rounds and you get out a few times, like, okay, I can do this. And you play through understanding like how the map kind of works and flows and, and all of that stuff. And then you start to have your, your load that you're going to do for the style that you really want to do in that round. The gear fear kind of goes away naturally. It, it happens in every game you play. In this one, there's just a large difference between the beginning and when you kind of get to the point where you kind of are comfortable with it. I would never say you're over it because <laughs> the more stuff that you get, you're like, oh, I don't want to lose that as you progress. But that's also okay because having a little bit of anxiety makes it fun. So I would just say in general, my last tip to add to all the things that you said was to make sure that you just look at the map and really have an idea of, of, of where to go. Yeah. And you, you brought up great points there. And I think you guys have probably realized if you've listened to a few episodes or even this one, like we actually have very different styles of playing, but we're pretty good at seeing where we agree on certain things. And for for Ronald and I, we agree that winning is getting out. <laughs> and there's some other like things within the game where we just approach things completely differently. And that's okay. And so as we're talking about gear fear, as we're thinking about all these strategies and, and ways that we think are really good, I'll say this, if you don't agree with us, that's okay. And if you agree with us, that's okay. All of these conversations can be extended or if you have specific questions, like Discord is such a good way to do this. And there's questions and pictures and, and all these things being posted all the time now. So I would encourage you to get in the Discord if you're looking to just chat or, or put your thoughts out there or if we said something you just don't agree with, let's talk about it, man. Because I'll tell you this, my gameplay has been modified and changed so many times from little things that I've learned from other players or reading a conversation between other people that I will push people there every time. Like, come to the Discord, let's talk about it. And if you need help, if you need somebody to show you these things or you learn better with following or you just want someone to play with, the Discord is for that. We have people in there with the tag Sherpa, right? Shout out to the two major ones right now. We have Dadcaster, we have WrestleEagle. These guys will answer any question. They're very knowledgeable about the game. And furthermore, I've seen them and I know that they're willing to play with just about anybody at any skill level. And it's a really, really cool thing to do. So just know that these guys are out there. We're always looking for more Sherpas. So if you're somebody who's really good at the game and you like playing with new people, we've got a place for you in the Discord as well. Like it's not just beginners. It's, it's everything in between. Um, I still learn a handful of things every time I play with somebody or play with new people. So um, again, I just I don't think we're right on every single point. We're just talking about our experience up to this point. So that's that's pretty much it. You guys, we made it to the exfil, <laughs> which means we're seconds away from disappearing. We're about out of here unless we get shot in the face while we're proned out laying next to the train tracks. But I just wanted to thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for those of you that are listening. I just wanted to remind everybody that you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as under the Xfil podcast, that's E-X-F-I-L, on the YouTube page, which is YouTube forward slash XP Media Now. And you can also find content on other games as well. And with that, I just wanted to say, hey, have a great one. Ronald, thanks for uh, <laughs> making time to do this today and look forward to shooting some scabs with you, man. On the way out here, I want to say a special thank you to our Sherpas, to Dadcaster, and to Wrestle Eagle. The community appreciates everything that you've done for it, and I know that 
Trigger and I definitely appreciate everything that you've both done for us because we've gotten a lot better playing with you. So that being said, have a great uh, week, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. And remember to scav often. Good luck. See you later.